Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to DA Rockstars. Jules Varney got to sit down with Mary Fisher Day this week from the dental business. We're calling this Help My Doctor is Selling the Practice or Hiring an Associate. What is going to happen to me? You guys, if you're in this situation, you think you're going to be in this situation soon, or you just want to be prepared for when it happens, this is a must-listen-to episode. Hello to all the amazing dental assistant rock stars out there. Today, I have Mary Fisher Day of the dental business, a former and still a little bit dental assistant at heart. She was a dental assistant for many years, but also has a consulting company where she happens to help dentists transition to their next style of life. So retirement, bringing in an associate, all those things that we as dental assistants start to worry about when we hear the word, oh, I'm going to retire, our boss is going to retire, or they're going to bring an associate. What happens to us? So Mary's going to talk about the things that the team can expect. So welcome, Mary. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So the doctor comes to you and says he wants to set up a game plan to transition into retirement, get an associate, sell his practice, buy another practice. How does that start to affect the team and what do you do to help the team not to start to panic that they're gonna be out of jobs? Okay, so if the doctor brings me in soon enough, like within two years before he sells the practice or she sells her practice, I can, I can work with both the doctor and the team. But if he waits until a year or less out, you don't want the team to know at that point. And, but don't freak out because there's help for you here. <laughs> All right, and let me explain why you, they don't tell the team. I want you guys to understand why you don't tell the team. Because the team freaks out is goodwill. Right. The team is a large portion of that. Oh, absolutely, especially if you have team members that are been there for a long, long time, and you're bringing in a newbie doctor, how are they, they have to help with the patients and building the responsiveness from the patients and the rapport and just being their cheerleader to get them on board. Oh yeah, and one of the things we tell um, a new doctor is do not change anything. Do not come in there and think that you need to slice and dice everything. You're buying this practice for a reason. You're buying it because you like it. You like the way it's run. You like things about it. Leave it that way. The worst thing you can do is lose the, the team and the patient base. Right, because it's not, it's not going to be easy to rebuild that. No, you may as well do a startup. Why buy an existing practice if, exactly. you, want to, if you want to do over? If you want to get rid of the, the team members and the existing patients. And so generally, mm -hmm. I have buyers come in and talk to the team and just get to know them. Take time to get to know them. Mm -hmm. Generally, this happens right before closing or immediately following. The seller's in there and they talk to their team first, explain to them what have, what's happened, explain to them that they will hopefully be around for the transition for a while to help with transitioning the practice mm -hmm. and to help the doctor get to know the team members mm -hmm. because that's so important. And the seller should also let the team know that they have talked to the new, the new practice owner a lot about the team and the new owner knows 
everything about them and knows what a value they are to the practice. Absolutely. That's a big deal. And I, I make sure that's done. We, we probably know more about um, you guys when we go into a practice than you'd ever <laughs> dream we do. Right. Because well, that's so important. When somebody's is. buying a practice, mm -hmm. they, need to, they need to know who they're going to have working for them and know if they're going to be compatible, if there's cultural issues, and sometimes there have been. Right. And things like that you need, you need to know. But I want you guys to know that I've got your back. I've been where you are. I know, I know what you're going to feel. I know what right. you're feeling. And I'm going to put a buyer in the position to treat you the best way you can be treated when a practice transitions. And I'm going to let them know the value. So when you work with these practices to transition an older doctor out and they've been out, do you think, when do you think is the right time to tell the team that you're looking to transition or associate? Because I know from past experience, it happened to us. I worked for the same dentist for almost 14 years. And then on a Thursday, we met the associate or the person buying the practice. And on Monday, he started. Like we had no time. So like, what do you, I think that's a short period of time. And the patients didn't have time. The doctor was supposed to stay on and he left for six months. He left not even three months later, he was out and didn't say goodbye. You know, he didn't wait that whole six month cycle. Oh, uh, well then something happened between the two of them that you're not privy to. Probably, <laughs> probably the, not. Probably <laughs> that happens sometimes. If, right. the, if the seller left prior to the agreed time, something happened between them right. that made them decide um, for him to go ahead and leave. Um, well, I think that the team should know that you're planning to sell down the road. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily need to know exactly when, right. because I can speak as being a dental assistant myself and an office manager at one time. I would be freaked out the whole time right. if I knew that practice was on the market and that there could be a new owner in there. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to have to trust my doctor that I'm staying with, that I love, and that right. I that they also have my best interest in heart. And trust me, 90% of the selling doctors do have their team's interest at heart. Right. It's a big deal to them whether the buyer is going to get along with their team. They look at that. Right. They look at that like big time. I'm not saying all do. Well, and you but don't the want ones I work with do. Right. And the one you don't want the associate to come in and have a struggle with retain retainment and keeping the um, assistants or the hygienist or the front office and then keeping the patients because once those patients see that a longtime team has left, they're going to kind of question what the new associates like. Oh, yeah. Or that's, the new buyer, whoever that, it may be. That's the fastest way to, <laughs> to, to shrink a patient base in the world is mm -hmm. have them come in and see new faces all the time, especially with a new owner. Um, what I'll say about that is that you've got to know that your doctor and whoever is helping them transition has shared a lot of information about the staff and about the patient base. They know a lot about you mm -hmm. and they should know before they buy the practice whether you're going to be somewhat compatible. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, they really do have long conversations and some of the longest and some of the most difficult negotiations in a practice transition are regarding staff. Okay. Right. Um, so there's, you got to know that you're being taken care of. Okay. Is it a hundred percent sure thing? No, no. And is 
the seller, if they agree to stay on and work, you know, three months, six months, a year. Right. Sometimes they get tired. Sometimes mm -hmm. they were already tired when they were selling. Right. So, so they just want out and they just they kind just, of walk away. And... Yeah. But that doesn't mean they don't love their right. team. And it's hard on them. But they're tired and they may have a spouse or, or a sick parent. I've seen this happen a lot. Mm -hmm. That's pulling them away from the practice. Right. It's not because of their lack of love for their team or anything like that. It's just that they're either tired or else tired and have elderly parents or tired and their wife or husband wants them to retire. Right. You know, I've seen it happen all these ways and they have external forces pulling at them as well. So recently on a couple of forums, I've seen posts from dental assistants that their doctor has sold to corporate. Oh God. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, no, feel free. This is an open book. We even drop the F on once in a while on here, right guys? Um, and you know, it has to be explicit, but anyways, but we've seen there and they're all panicky that things are going to change. So from your standpoint that worked with people, um, with your company, the dental business, and you've transitioned private practices to private owned practices, not from private to corporate owned. What do you see the biggest downfall of a, a doctor who's in a private practice? Why shouldn't they, should they not sell to a corporate? They need to retain a private practice because you want to get, I'm looking at it as these big fish are swallowing up the little fish symptoms. But so what is, you know, all these dental assistants are panicked. Yes, they're like, oh, everything's going to change. Some are like, yes, they change it. Well, of course, they're corporate. There's a standard across the board, whether it's Heartland Pacific Dental, all those places. What would you suggest if, you know, the doctor is considering selling to corporate, what not to do and why to come to someone like you to find a, a privately owned, someone that wants to buy a private owned practice? Okay. First, I want to say that not all corporate practices are the same. Mm -hmm. A corporate practice to me is a, owners who own more than two practices. Mm -hmm. They could own three. They, they could let the selling dentist, and this happens a lot, stay on and work for a time. Mm -hmm. It's a role reversal. Mm -hmm. They do the management of the practice, and right. the dentist does the dentistry and still yes. works with the same team. That can work as long as the corporation is good to their word. Um, I can't say that it works all the time. Right. I've, you, you hear good stories and bad stories. Some people enjoy it. Some people don't. I will tell you that it's harder to work with a corporate, with a corporation to have them maintain the standards the practice it has now, like maintaining staff benefits, maintaining hours, mm -hmm. maintain vacation, maintain all of that. That's something I work hard mm -hmm. at to get the buyers to understand the value in that. Um, it's harder to do that with corporate, obviously, right. because right. they have, like you said, their standards across the board. But again, there are some smaller corporations that understand that value. Mm -hmm. It just depends on the company. Do the research. If you know who they are, right. once you start hearing, go on Glassdoor, go on some other places, forums, mm -hmm. and ask questions about this corporation. It's not hard to find out. Right. Bad word gets out fast. Oh, I mean, and absolutely. And we, you know, as dental assistants in our forums have, you know, heard it all from, oh, they love working for one corporation. They hate working for one corporation. Oh, you know, but it's the same way with private doctor. They 
an assistant mom love working for my doctor, but I might hate it. So, I mean, it's just, it's a different it's, mixed bag of, of emotions and, and different style for different folks, different strokes for different folks, they say. Yeah, so, and some people like corporate because they do get more benefits. Right, and more hours. They get and, more hours, more benefits. Some feel there's more stability, some mm -hmm. feel there's not. Um, right. But there are some that have a lot more stability in corporate because they are able to offer more benefits. Right, absolutely. And it's not all bad. It's what you make of it. If you're someone that's set in your ways, though, and believe the way you do things is the way, only way mm -hmm. they should be done, then you're going to have a hard time with corporate. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that. But if you're right. willing to learn and be flexible and roll with the punches, go with the flow, sort of, sort of, so to speak, you'll be all, you'll probably be all right. Right. As long as they are maintaining the standard of dental care that you're used to. Right. Not cutting corners and all that stuff. Not yeah. cutting corners and not over diagnosing or over treating and all that stuff that we've heard some companies do. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to say that private doctors don't do that because they do. <laughs> so a dental assistant that knows that their their doctor is changing, um, selling the practice, going to an associate, and maybe the doctor has made them aware of what changes are to come. Mm -hmm. If they don't like it, what do you suggest they do to bow out gracefully? Like, what do you suggest they should kind of bring attention to their boss, or should they just jump ship and quit? Or how do you, you know, follow through until the end of that? transition happens and the new guy is in place or the new doctors in place well i would really suggest if at all possible give it a shot mm -hmm. no matter what you think you're going to feel you may not feel that way okay they may come in and just blow away every thought you have right you know mm -hmm. there's no no difference in you quitting the day before the practice sales and the, or the day after mm -hmm. you know it doesn't matter right, right. what's the difference right. um so stay on and give it a shot. Mm -hmm. It's a trial period when a new, when a new owner takes over a practice, they're essentially hiring you. Right. Okay. The, and the seller is terminating you. We don't use those words, but it's the truth. Right. Because you have a new, um, uh, new boss. Mm -hmm. You may see that some of them interview you and everything. Some won't, some just already know enough. Right. It depends on, on that. Um, but give it a shot, and then if you don't like it, just keep your ears open. Be out, be looking, listening, and because um, at the end of the day, we have to do what's best for us, and every employee absolutely. does, and that employer has to do what's best for them. So if you're not the right fit come time, or he's not the right fit for you, or they are not the right fit for you, it is time to move on and do what's best for you. So yeah, and here's the problem I see a lot: the patient, team members, dental assistants especially who have been with the practice a long time feel ownership of the patients you know mm -hmm. you've yeah. built a bond with them you've sat with them for hours and worked with them on their right. temporary crown or oh you know yes. different things and mm -hmm. and you feel close to that patient base and it's hard for you to leave the patients mm -hmm. okay so i understand that i understand that perfectly and that's just another one of the things you have to consider Right. When trying to decide if it's going to be right for you and the kind of practice you go to work for, you got to keep in mind whether they're going to have the same kind of patient base you're used to having. Right. Because sometimes, remember we talked about before, is the grass is not greener on the other side. It may look like it, but you get there and it's brown. Oh, or, or black. And you just get <laughs> yeah, black. Or black. And, and it's not been mowed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> and there are snakes in it. <laughs> right. There's snakes in it falls. Yeah. Um, so great. Thank you so much, Mary, for all your insight. Um, Mary is a sponsor of our event, the Dental Assistant National Conference, which registration is still open for. She's also, um, her business, The Dental Business, you can find her at thedentalbusiness.com. And if your boss is even talking about transition, but he doesn't really have anybody into place, have them reach out to Mary and she can have a one-on-one -on -one call with them. Or even if you have some questions about your boss, reach out to Mary. She's a great resource. She's been there. She's walked in her shoes. So Mary, I thank you for coming on today. Yeah. And yeah. you have any other key points yeah, before I just wanted wrap to, up? I wanted to say this. If you are close with your boss, and you see, you feel like they have one foot in and one foot out of the practice, mm -hmm. like you can tell they're tired and thinking of stepping out. Yeah. They can certainly call me and talk about a game uh, plan. Yeah, game plans or things they can do. It's possible that uh, there's several different things they can do, and it doesn't all mean selling the practice. Right. They could possibly bring in an associate to work with them mm -hmm. for a while until right. they're ready and see if you guys like them before they buy the practice. You That's know? right. You can, you can, what do they say? Test drive yeah. the new associate. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Call it a test drive. Absolutely. So it's not all one or nothing, but yes. And I also own a Legacy Dental Coach is my other mm -hmm. company. Sure. And, but the dentalbusiness.com is easy to get to me and yeah, check, check me out and I'd love to, Help you in any way I can. Let me know if you've got questions because there's a hundred scenarios that can happen here. That's right. So thank you to all the dental assistants out there listening and thank you for Mary Fisher Day for coming on. And remember, you don't fly solo through your career. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of DA Rockstars. Thank you so much, Mary Fisher Day, for dropping some pearls because I know there's a lot of us that have been in the situation and the guidance is, it's just priceless. So thank you so much. And you guys, Jules Varney, Dental Assistance Rock, Instagram, Facebook, the website. You need to get a hold of DA Rockstars. We have Facebook and Instagram. And as always, find your tribe. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is a safe place for dental assistants to connect this way we grow together, right? Every day we're better versions of ourselves than we were the day before. But until next time, keep on suctioning.